All right, so we're here talking just a little bit about First Corinthians. We're right in the middle of, well, towards the end of going through First Corinthians. Been there for almost a year now, a little over, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, last Sunday. Minus the first third of COVID. Totally, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been plugging away, though. So we finished First Corinthians 13, or you yep. taught First Corinthians 13 this past Sunday. And kind of the idea, thought every once in a while we'll do these kind of side conversations just to talk a little bit more about the previous week's text sure. and go a little more in detail. But maybe yeah. to start start us off kind of what were some of your if you were to if you're, you're if you were kind of having someone look and listen to that message kind of what were some of the big takeaways that you might yeah. have wanted someone to come away with I, mean, I think the basic thing is first corinthians 13 is sort of known as the wedding text yeah right so many weddings or like it's the greeting card text it's like you go to a get a card that has a christian theme totally. and often <laughs> it has that or like maybe jeremiah 29 you know yeah. it's kind of like so but I think in, in reality, Paul wrote that as a letter in response to a historical context mm -hmm. in Corinth. Yeah. Where these people were not living lives that were shaped by Jesus' self-giving love. Totally. So then Paul asked them, hey guys, I want you to look at your motivation. Yeah. Is the way you're living, is it motivated by love? Or is it motivated by something else? Yeah. And then two was, I want you to look at your character. Right? So as you live your life. Are there elements of your life that are not in line, in line yeah. with the love of Jesus? Sure. And maybe you should look at those. Yeah. Right. So he actually goes through specific examples in Corinth. He's like, this is what love is like. This is what you're like. This is what love is totally. like. This is what you're like. <laughs> and I think it's meant to sort of reflect back on us and be like, okay, this is what Jesus is like. Mm -hmm. What am I like? Yeah. This is what Jesus is like. What am I like? Um, so I think that's sort of the essence of what we talked about. Um or I talked about, yeah. I, I think one of the things I left out at the end, it talks about sort of, you know, and the greatest of these is faith, hope, and love. Yeah, that trifecta. Uh, there. Yeah. yeah. I thought it might be fun maybe just to kind of explore that a little bit. Totally. Specifically, I think, you know, we talked about love, but what about faith and hope? Totally. Like how do they fit in, how particularly fit in? into our cultural moment? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think it's really good because I think about just that, that line, it's that, the last verse of that passage, yeah. verse 21, the greatest of these is love, faith, hope, and love. Um, and it happens a few times throughout Paul's writings. I think in First Thessalonians, Paul talks about your work of faith, your labor of love. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of this repeated theme, if you yeah. will, in a lot of Paul's letters. Um, but just thinking about like faith, just to kind of start us off here. I think it's interesting when you think about faith from like the biblical side of it. Oftentimes we don't realize is that like faith and faithfulness are often the play same. Together. They yeah. play together, the same word. Yeah. And I think sometimes in our American Christianity mindset, we think of faith as like the decision you made exactly. at that revival totally. and you got your ticket to heaven and you're good to go. It, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like this cognitive one-time thing yeah. in the past. I but said yes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But oftentimes throughout, especially Paul's writings and really throughout a lot of the new Testament, this idea of faith or faithfulness, again, those terms can be interchangeable yeah. is not so much just like a, only an intellectual belief at mm -hmm. a moment in time, but like this loyalty, trust, um, fidelity, allegiance type mm. word. Um, it's a commitment yeah. type word. Yeah. With an um, ongoing consequence. On, exactly. So it kind of parallels love then, because love, Paul says, right, if you give all of your possessions to the poor, you gain nothing. Totally. And he's saying, like, sacrifice is great. Yeah. But I want an ongoing character formation of love. So there's sort of this one time versus the ongoing. Totally. Maybe a parallel then with, like, an act of faith or a moment of faith yeah. versus a life that is faithful. Totally. Exactly. I just finished this book called The Language of Faith by a New Testament professor. And he kind of was going through 
Paul's writings and discussing like this word faith and kind of what did that the Greek words pistis yeah. what that word meant both in the first century Greco-Roman world yeah. of Paul's day and in the different letters that Paul wrote and he kind of gave this kind of helpful paradigm of like the he had three big buckets of like how faith worked. He talked about believing faith, which is kind of what most of us probably yeah. think of when we think of faith, just intellectual totally. agreement yeah. kind of a which stuff. Is biblical. Which is there. It's there totally yeah, for totally. sure. Yeah. And then he talked about trusting faith, which is, I think, kind of the things that we often don't often associate with faith because there is an action involved there. There's a commitment there. So this idea of trusting faith, where I'm trusting not just in my head, but with my actions, with yeah. my life. Um, another way of thinking that would be like loyal faith. Um, and then he also talked about obedient or obeying faith. Hmm. Well, kind of they overlap a little bit there, yeah, but I think that was at least for me a helpful way of seeing how this this term faith can be used in a variety of different ways yeah. in Paul's writings. Whether yes, there is this mental kind of piece to it, there is this commitment action yeah. piece to it, and to have faith means that you will obey, you will yeah. follow, you know, the teachings and the way um, of Jesus. But then thinking about it too, like in our cultural moment. Um, it was interesting just the other day you had you texted me this article um, from the Atlantic and just talking about just the lack of and you can riff off this too just the yeah. lack of trust yeah. that's happening in our society yeah. the lack between of people between institutions yeah. like an eroding of trust totally yeah. and so the and what what this what it leads to what this the writer was saying in this article and I can put the link to it in the in the bottom here but just this idea of like how much our society is just in this posture of distrusting of yeah not non-committal there's no loyalty and it's kind of this almost this free-for-all um to a certain extent and to think about from our biblical mindset trying to follow and practice the way of jesus what does it mean to then have faith or trust in a moment like this yeah. where where it seems like the culture is like distrusting everything and all authority and you know whatever's happening on the news and yeah. you know institutions and a lot of it is for good reasons yeah. um, a lot of it isn't for good reasons yeah. Um, but I think there's an opportunity to be a people of faith is to say, you know, again, this idea of loyalty and commitment as being yeah. a part of faith. What does it mean to be loyal and committed to Jesus, to yeah. our spouse, to yeah. our families, to our local church, to yeah. our community um, in a way where we're not just with every whim of, you know, my desires or whatever is the newest, coolest fad, yeah. just going to run with that or whatever is upsetting us or is kind of getting us all riled up. That's happening on the news. We're just going to yeah. kind of real, go along with the yeah. emotional kind of outrage yeah. of the day. But to say, no, I want to have a, a long commitment. I think of I think it's Eugene Peterson's line, the long obedience yeah. in the same direction, maybe even saying like a long faithfulness yeah. in the same direction. I don't know. It just seems like that's a profound opportunity yeah. for us as followers of Jesus. Um, but then there's also this idea of hope, you know, yeah. that faith, hope, and love. So hope is that second one. And I just think even in our moment right now of just so much despair and so much uncertainty, um, thinking about what does it mean to be a people, not only of faith and love, but also of hope. Yeah. I remember um, I was at a, just at a gathering and someone asked me, what do you think is the most important value or virtue? Today? Yeah. And they said, Oh no, I think it's hope. Hope. It's like, Wow. Okay. Yeah, totally. Like, clearly, that's an important word. Totally. For us. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because I just think yeah. of, you know, you can, you know, pretty much pull up any study or any, you know, recent article and just seeing the, the statistics on despair yeah. and loneliness depression. and depression, anxiety, anxiety is yeah. just through the roof for a variety of reasons, pre COVID and especially yeah. during accelerated. The, ex COVID. Yeah, in the midst of COVID. And to see like hope, seeing that this idea, this biblical idea of just this confident assurance that the promises and character of God are true with this yeah. expectation 
that this isn't all there is that we don't live this life with this mindset of, you know, my six, seven decades, eight decades on this planet is all all there is, but there's this profound hope that reaches beyond that. Um, and, and hopefully to kind of play off words here, that leads to this sense of kind of peace and calmness in the midst of all of this and a willingness to love totally. Yeah. Be a willingness not to then just defend your self interests, defend your 60 years because that's all you got. Well, if this is just the beginning, yeah. if we're actually living for an eternity yeah. shaped by Jesus and his kingdom, right? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, right? Like we see through a, a mirror, mirror dimly. dimly that like there is a truer reality yeah. on the actually on the other side of death. Totally. Exactly. Um, or and, and, and if Jesus returns before we die, you know, yeah. before death. But the point being, yeah. like, most likely most of us will face our mortality. Totally. Uh, and the idea being that the real fullness of life is actually mm-hmm. going to be experienced yeah. on the other side of death when totally. Jesus returns in the fullness of his kingdom exactly, or yeah. in his presence. Totally. But right, like YOLO, you only live once. Yeah. Right? That, that defines our age in exactly. so many ways. And it undermines the eternal nature of the kingdom. Totally. And I think even too, just thinking about, it's just a couple weeks ahead of us now, but when we get into 1 Corinthians 15, Paul's going to say, if the resurrection didn't happen, if Jesus has not been raised from the dead, we're a people to most be most to be pitied. pitied. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's without that, the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, yeah. we are a people that should not have hope. But because yeah. that is the reality that we stake our whole lives on, that yeah. Jesus has conquered death, that this life is not all that there is, that we live for and with someone who's much greater than yeah. our circumstances. Yeah. makes so much sense, right? Faith, hope, and love. Yeah. Right? The love that is like Jesus. Mm-hmm. The faith, the posture of faithfulness that is like yeah. his. And a hope that knew that this this wasn't it. Totally, yeah. yeah. And it just he could endure the cross because he knew the cross wasn't the yeah. end. Yeah, and it, it's hard to become those kinds of people. I think as yeah. we journey along totally. in our life with Jesus, it's a trajectory. It's a it's a growing process of yeah. becoming a people that are more filled with faith or faithfulness, the yeah. people that are more filled with hope, and the people that ultimately become love, like God is love, and yeah. loving our neighbor as ourselves. And I think. You know, the invitation's there. Um, yeah. It's just an invitation to, I think, you know, deeper intimacy and deeper connection yeah. um, with Jesus. So it's cool. Yeah. First Corinthians 13. Yeah. Just a couple of thoughts there. So it's yeah, awesome. Hopefully Thanks, it's helpful. It's All good. right.